Yeah, this is now try number four. Just in case, just in case the fourth time's a fucking charm. It says that we are streaming. Oh, no way! Bro! Look! It fucking worked! We're back! We're live! Oh, yeah, get on, man. Look at this. Look at Kowalski. On the FaceTime. You know why? You give the people what they fucking want. Dude, that's why we don't quit, man. We don't quit. No. Dude, I'm going to say, I'll send you the link right now. What if I, what if, what if you co-hosted right here and I just held you like this? I mean, yeah, I got to hold you tight to the mic too, right? Oh, this is insane, man. Okay, so this is this is now a whole daily hustle topic. Obviously, is we come live to you uh, twenty six minutes late, uh, which you know obviously wasn't. Uh, I'm say our fault. It, it is our fault because we're accountable, right, Kowalski? It's on us, one hundred percent. So I'm gonna copy. I'm gonna copy this. I'll fire this to you, and then you figure this out. Um, that was fantastic, man. Yeah, so hit the stream. Hit the hit the button that I just send you, and then we'll get off FaceTime right here. And then uh, you should be on. Wow, okay. That was, uh, that was intense. I wasn't very happy I, at all, but, you know, it's one of those moments, I think, in all of our lives – where it becomes a more fatigue. And that's, of course, love our fate, and there's nothing that we could have done about it. Uh, so Kowalski and I, I'm just going to, I don't know, let's go reset about uh, the past 28 minutes now. Uh, 8 o'clock sharp, here we are. I had a, a cup of joe with, you know, the beautiful Kowalski mug. We got the, the Toto Junto. Uh, signal to go with it. Everything seemed fine. Uh, we ran a, a perfectly sweaty first we sweat class this morning to the point where it literally was was dripping from uh, my ears. Uh, and then I come onto the stream and I get onto the stream and and you know I, I'd already sent Kowalski the link. So kind of give you guys a little peek behind the curtains. What we do is typically. Uh, I say on average five minutes before the stream is to start, I will start the stream and then send Kowalski um, the link, at which point Kowalski then will click on. And so now it, it's the two of us, right? And we fuck around with a check one, two, check one, two, and start testing a, a B. Yeah, yeah. testing a B. Camera angle one A B. Camera angle one A B two. Testing A B. Like yeah, it. so yeah, yeah, so that's protocol, and it's funny because we've been getting a little bit later with it, uh, but doing it nonetheless. And so then there's a button here, and 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 ideally, you know, who's ever on the stream right now, you guys will 
be hosting your own no filter show soon, but you'll you'll see there's actually a button that says stream and then it says start the stream. So we could come on as if we're in a video conference, right? We're going back and forth. And nothing goes out to anybody until I hit start stream. And then once I hit start stream, then now we have an automated function where it's your conference is being recorded, right? Um, and then at that point, people come on. And typically, we'll see the attendees, uh, you know, light up. And sometimes it happens like da da da. One out, you know, you know, there's two, three, four, five, you know, whatever. And sometimes it like pops up, like boom, there's fifteen. And so I was sitting here, and as you and I were conversating, I'm like, "Yo, dude, I don't think anyone's coming on," and uh, nobody came. And, and immediately, I thought to myself. Okay, of course, we have uh, Tara, my wife, and Amanda and Nicole, who are religious uh, daily hustlers, and I had sent them the link, and then Amanda, five minutes into our stream that nobody had attended Kowalski, uh, sends me a, a text saying that we're late, and that's when we knew something was wrong. I ended the stream. Uh, we tried to get back in, started it again, same issue. Nobody coming on. I said, all right, dude, I think we're fucked. So at which point I actually called David, uh, head of product, and reported the issues, walked him through the process of what had gone down, uh, stayed very calm with it, and just said, look, man, it's just um, Amor Fati. That's all I could say, and I'm going to hit the slopes. And I quickly decided that you, know, you and I would just have a little FaceTime to 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 kind of rehash this thing and obviously there's going to be uh disappointment uh there um you know we want to give the people what they want and you, you then broke into this uh monologue story uh, about jimmy connors regale us please because that story is fucking fantastic the u.s open jimmy connors now 40 plus years old, going to, the, to his final U.S. Open with really no expectations, didn't really know how he was going to play. But obviously the um, American standout in tennis, Jimmy Connors, ends up winning his first match. And mind you, he's playing people half his age. Then he wins another match. Then he's all of a sudden he's in the quarters. Then he's in the semis. Now it's the Jimmy Connors show at the U.S. Open, right? It's New York City. Jimmy Connors is, is going out there. He's brash. He's yelling at the chair umpire. He's throwing rackets. He's, he's slowing play on these young guys and getting in their heads. And all of a sudden, people are coming down in the grandstands. And, and all of a sudden, when Jimmy plays, the, it, it, the courts are packed. And at one point, he's going against, I think he was potentially a number 10 in the world. And... The crowd is going so insane, you would have thought you were at a Liverpool soccer match in England. And he turns to the camera, and it's a great 30 for 30 if you get a chance to watch it. Jimmy turns to the camera and he goes, well, I guess it's time to give the people what they want. And then he goes out and he, and he wins the match. And he, he didn't end up winning the U.S. Open this year, but, he, but that year. But he was the story of the U.S. Open that year. Nobody remembers who won the U.S. Open that year because it was the Jimmy Connors show. So, yeah, we, we got to give the people what they want. Persistence beats resistance.
persistence beats resistance. And it's funny because, I mean, I'm just going to get right into it. Um, today's Daily Hustle. And it's interesting because John brings it up saying it's proactive uh, versus reactive. So huh, it, that is the title. And let's uh, let's go here. We live in a constantly evolving world complete with infinite change and rapidly developing technologies. As a matter of fact, I would argue this quite possibly could be the most innovative time to be alive in history. With so much going on now more than ever, it's very easy for all of us to get trapped in a reactionary mindset. If this happens, then I will do that. And if that happens, I will do this. Sure, we all need to react appropriately to life circumstances, but there is nothing in life's playbook that says we can't be the proactive ones leading the charge and influencing others with the actions we take at No Filter Network, our belief in the future of real-time interactive streaming technology allowed us to be proactive in creating a platform that we believe has the potential to be at the forefront of the digital entertainment revolution. We can all get by in life by being reactive, especially if we have the ability to appropriately respond. Yet, if we want to make a true difference and potentially maximize our impact on the world, we have no choice but to be hard-charging, proactive motherfuckers willing to put our balls on the line. Cool thing is that the choice is ours. P.S. No Filter Network, triple header today. I was ready to cancel all my shows, dude. You know, I called David, bro, and I'm like, I'm like, look, man, like, I'm not, I'm not, I can't fuck with this. Like, if, if it's not working, it's not working. So, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't work this morning. It works just fine. And it's weird because sometimes, for whatever reason, uh, there's so many different uh, moving pieces of of this thing. You know, one being that a lot of it's Dolby, because uh, that's what this technology is, it's Dolby audio and, and, and video. And so then we have our entire tech team, right, in Serbia that are diligently, constantly working on the platform, trying to improve the platform and, and everything else. Uh, you know, then I was talking to David and, you know, it might have something to do with the, with our server. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't know a ton about this stuff, but I know that when I've been loading no filter network lately, I've noticed like a 15 to 30 second black screen before it pops up. So I was wondering if that then had had an effect on things. Um, but I think, you know, the moral of the story, at least. Uh, for this morning is that, you know, we tried three different times to get this thing working, at which point I called David and, you know, calmly told him what had gone down and, you know, oh, well. And then I'm looking outside and, you know, the snow and the powder and everything else, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gone, right? I, I mean, I got the – Snow sports. Yeah, dude, I mean, I got the snow sport pants on already. Wow. I got the Bills Mafia sweatshirt. Uh, you know, my board and boots are ready to go. And right down here. Shout out Buffalo Pat. Shout out Buffalo Pat and the Salt Mines. Yeah, and the Busey brothers too, man. Don't forget about right. them. And, and brother, oh, of course, and brothers Busey. Of course. So, um, so anyway, so then, I, you know, then you and I are on FaceTime. And I said, fuck it. You know what? Let's try one more time just in case. After I regaled and, you with the, with the Jimmy Connors story. Gotta give the and that was it. Like, let's, 
let's try to give the people what they want. And I'm not sure how many of these people actually want this. <laughs> but they're here. I mean, fucking right, right now, dude. They, they're here. Here we are. And there's a there's a hand there's a, there's a couple handfuls of people on. So I just man, I mean, just you talk about talk about persistence, and, and it's like you said, like persistence versus persistence. And sometimes it doesn't happen, but you you you've got to you've got to become the face of adversity because adversity is going to hit each and every one of us as it just did here. And I'm pissed, and I you know I. The reason why, and one of the main things is, and I told David, I'm like, look, man, I said the Daily Hustle's been been gathering some momentum here, uh, and, and and we got a, uh, you know, we got a good solid core group of people that keep coming back, and it just sucks because you know with that momentum, you know, comes you know some tech issues, and you know I've been I promoted out, and so the 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 one move. And this this would be the panic move <clears throat> would have been to just cancel the stream, right? And then at that point, create a new event and then try to send it back out and try to get more people to sign up. But I, then it's like, dude, I already went through that. There's already people I already sent it out on Twitter. I sent swipe up link on Instagram. I sent it out on LinkedIn. I'm not fucking. I'm not creating a new event, especially if I create a new event and the thing that shits out again. Yeah. So, so I. No, man, not when you've taken it out, dude. You've already got your mitts on that, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think ultimately, no, Uh, ultimately, Kowalski, I I like, you know, I just like to say, and I'll turn it over to you here in a second, but, you know, it's, I I, I do love the persistence, you know, versus the resistance. You know, fuck it. It like just keep going, keep going, keep going. And you know what? At some point, I think part of the, part of it. You ever look for something? Have you ever like been like, dude, I can't find my didge, and 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 you go, you panically like start ripping around your whole house, and you're here to here to here to here, and then next thing you know, you're like, you know, you stupid fucker. It's right behind me. It's been right behind me the entire time with the no filter network hat on it, right? It's like right. you don't see, and then this is the, this is a final thing. Um, as we're you know, living life lessons here at No Filter uh, Network, but this was actually a, a Helen Keller quote, and it was saying that you know you'll never see the door that's open if you keep staring at the one that is closed. Hmm. Let's meditate on that for a minute. I mean, you didn't have to take me literal, dude. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man! I'm like, wow. I, this is. I'm really trying to think about these closed doors that I focus on instead of thinking about, you know, going around the closed door, going over the closed door, going under the closed door. In fact, going full pickle and busting that door right down. You know. So, yeah. So that's really interesting, and it's persistence beats resistance, and you know, it's kind of the idea of when seduction and foreplay have run its course, sometimes force and persistence is needed. That's all. 
Yeah, and I, I love right here. Look at this. I mean, we have the no-filter tester on here. Never give up. Never surrender. You're fucking right, David. Hey, and we, we got to that point. We got to that point. I'm just like, yeah, one last college try. One last college try. And good morning, Simply Peg. It's just simply beautiful to see you on here each and every single morning. Just an opportunity to practice being patient. Yeah, I think we all, we all need, Kowalski, you know, that practice of patience. Um, you know, going to your house and staying with you in uh, <clears throat> the small little casita, comfortable. Uh, I, I, there's something about the, the the comfort of your home is so next level. It reminds me of my mom's house, bro. It, it's like you walk in there, and, and it's it's just uh, it's just cozy, right? Um, and yeah. the one thing you know, I would say that you know you could often get in close quarters is your patience tested um you got you know this here this here this here right um talk about your your patience with your wife and your children each and every single day well it's kind of a unique time to ask me about my my patience and interaction with my children and my wife because they haven't been here all week so it's you know but uh, yeah, it's practiced. You know, you, you, you practice those things. It's a, it's a muscle that needs to be worked out just like anything. And I'm not always great at being patient. Um, uh, they say, what do they say? Patience is a virtue that I think it's a virtue that I'm of course still developing like most all virtues. Um, but my mindset is just be a little bit less terrible today than I was yesterday and leave my little corner of the world a little bit better than I found it. So very achievable things for a public schooled Polish Mexican, Ethan. I'm, I'm still questioning whether Ivy League Ethan actually has ever walked foot inside of a public school or just given money to public schools. You, you, well, I mean, you, you were, were you mesmerized by the conversation uh, that we had with Ivy League Ethan this morning on the first uh, We Sweat class? Yeah, it was really nice engagement, man. I mean, you're not going to have a, I'd say, in the entire world, a one-hour one power hour life shower workout class with the kind of dialogue spread across so many different subject matters. You have finances, you have politics, you have, you know, goofy, silly stories, you have talks about family and being parents. It's just, yeah, it's a really extraordinary um, interaction of people who have shared values and a shared mission for being there for an hour and then opening up this just dialogue with other people. It's, a, you know, it's been, I cherish those moments. It's been really good. How about uh, the special appearance from Kevin Euclid today on the first mm -hmm. week's class? Yeah. We I mean, that, that, that was a treat, huh? total legend and had really great things to contribute as far as the conversation. Um, so it was really nice to, to, you know, you can have these relationships with people, you see them in social settings and you see them in passing and Hey, rah, rah, good to see you too, man. Yeah, as a family and kids. Great. But there's a, there's levels that, that, that you can go that are deeper, that you can cultivate these deeper connections that um, are built like the way that you see water run through rocks and create grooves. I think that's kind of what we do in a sense. It's like 
this water just running over these rocks, creating these grooves that are only built because we just keep that water and that conversation flowing through that canyon. And so, you know, there's just these deep grooves of connection that are cultivated through these kind of conversations and through the training too. Um, so yeah, you get kind of this layer of, of, uh, multiple benefits that has really been neat. And that's because we've persisted and, uh, stayed and you reap the benefits when you stay consistently and get that compound effect. Um, and by the way, for those who are into craft beer, Kevin Euclid has a happy hour show tomorrow at, I believe 3 PM Pacific time that I watched it last week and I don't even really drink beer, but went downstairs and, and got myself a, um, a two pitchers, I think is what it's called. And it, it's pretty cool because there's a couple of, uh, couple of former college pitchers that named their beer two pitchers. And it was the beer that Tara had bought. And so I went downstairs and, and grabbed one of those and came up there and, and sat about, or sat up here and, and you had his, uh, what do you call it? His, um, his brewer on and he was explaining the, the beer making process and what goes into oh, wow. it and what to look for. And it was just like this uh, crazy sort of, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's just I, I, a different experience that I never thought that I would necessarily enjoy or be a part. Like if you think about it, like a virtual wine tasting, right? Like, like, is that something that you would be into? And and I don't think you really know. Are you cleaning the glass on your phone? Is that, is that where you're going with this? I got a call that came in and I uh, screened him because my screen went black when the call came. So uh, the, the next question is, is what have you been doing mm -hmm. with yourself in this uh, quiet time of reflection uh, without the chaos of uh, Alyssa and little Peachy and uh, Elijah McKenzie, uh, Suffer Boy from Mesa, Arizona. Go ahead. Yeah, El Kakui, Peaches, Patches, Nanush, Dadush, and my little rock at Gibraltar. Not being here has made me realize that, man, if you are at home and you've had, had this kind of work from home environment, uh, that there inherently are so many distractions that I wasn't even aware of that were happening every day. <laughs> of course, I miss them, but this, this solitude and this silence, although eerily sort of peculiar the first night, it reminds me a little bit of hunting. I get out to the forest and I'm there for the first night and I'm like, oh man, I miss my family. I want to go home. I'm freezing. And then by the second night, it's a little better Then by the third night. I'm like, I can stay out in the forest indefinitely. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's been really nice. Of course I miss them, but, um, it's, it's really allowed me to, to really focus and be present with my work. And normally I would drive down to the local fishing hole in my neighborhood, this big, beautiful lake. And it has this park where I can kind of set up a little home office that looks, you know, out, out on the lake and, and I've just been home. So it, yeah, it's been, it's been, it, it's been good. Of course I miss them, but you know, I'm, I'm able to focus and get a lot more done, I think without having to, try to find remote workspaces and try to find little pockets of quiet as Peachy does school, as Kakui does school, as, you know, Alyssa maintains the home, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's, it's been really nice. Yeah. The question, because what can we learn from those moments? Right? Like what, 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 you know, you, cause you take, you, 
like you said, like the first, the first night, it's like, oh, you know, I miss my family and it's awfully quiet around here. And then after that, you know, it becomes like, oh, wow. Okay. This is, uh, this is a, a little, a little easier. Um, yeah, I think it's sort of built into our, to our lifestyle and our makeup for, for a good five years. I mean, for a good five years, when I was plus wanting you all over the place, we were on the road more than a carny. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was Roger Miller, King of the Road was our theme song. So, yeah, you know, I, I think it gave me a little feeling of that again. And it's really absolutely true that absence and distance from people that you really truly care about. And then there's this law of familiarity that happens where people around you are, are around you so much, you know, they're going to be there that that pretty soon that familiarity that you start to take them for granted. And so when they're gone, even just for a day or two, man, you miss these little quirks and these little things that that tend to test your patience. You start to go, well, why? And 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 why am I? allowing my patients to be tested in that moment. And in fact, not only should I not allow my patients to be tested in that moment, I would welcome that moment again now. So, sure. you know, law of familiarity. Don't take people for granted. Do you think it would be a good idea if I suggested that Tara just went to sleep in like the garage for a week? Well, what's the outcome that you're trying to achieve with that decision? That absence makes the heart grow fonder and maybe a little uh, separation within the house would actually be a good thing. And I think, though, if you're actually in the same house attached, um, then I don't think that's, you know, that's not a part. Well, let me flip it on you. I think unless a tent is set up in the backyard – Right. Or I would even say, in our case, to the garage down here, where uh, Tara could—I mean, a couple of sleeping bags, she'd be fine, wouldn't she? Oh, sure. Yeah, if you have some <laughs> sort of just like a nice sleeping mat, and then maybe a zero-degree sleeping bag, you could put a Mister Heater in there. Um, yeah, it could be totally fine. You could even plug a little Keurig coffee machine in there and just get totally—she'd be, be totally self-sufficient in there. She just chimed in on the chat. I was wondering if she was on the stream, and all of a sudden we figured it out. She says, I am not sleeping in the garage, but you can. Oh, incredible. Um, You could come here, and then we could go to Martis, and you and Tara could come here and do a fully immersive, you know, uh, 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 marriage weekend inside the Pueblo and really test where you guys are at. You want to come to the Pueblo and do a full immersive, just you and Tara. Alyssa and I go to Martis with Kukui and Peaches. We do snow sports, and then you you come back when you're ready. I mean, or we just take Tara and Alyssa and, you know, send them off with the children to do, do their thing wherever and then uh you and i hop on a flight and uh we go find like a visa a visa and yachts yeah, right, and right. 
Avicii, you know, like, yeah, Mikanos, yeah, Morocco, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, something yeah. tropical, maybe Bali, yeah, right. Go get barreled somewhere. Proactive versus reactive. I mean that that's really the call, and that, and that's the the overall theme for today. Um, you know, are we going to be proactive in our lives, right? Are we going to be able to? Uh, go ahead and, and, and do something, or are we just going to continue to the react to the world around us in, in the happenings? And I would say today was a lesson in proactivity, right? We're being proactive and doing everything we could to start this stream 25 minutes late. Yeah, and I, and I do think they say that over 80% of everything that we see as human beings every day is, a, is of a negative connotation. So they're like, to be reactive is sort of built into the human psyche right now. I mean, the whole world is sort of set up for this blood in the water reactivity um, towards people where you don't really have. But I mean, it's easy, right, to talk shit to somebody when you're not looking at them, you're not near them, they, you don't see them, you don't hear their voice. You can literally like type something into a computer and send it and be totally removed from actually interacting and looking into the whites of somebody's eyes, and maybe if you were in front of them, you wouldn't have this visceral sort of, you know, mentality towards another person or, or with your opinion. Um, and, you know, we should encourage um, discourse that is more long form um, so that we're not like soundbiting people and paraphrasing stuff. And then so this reactivity is sort of built into the system right now. So we have to work really diligently hard as people to filter out, um, you know, the, the, these negatives, these reactionary sort of situations. And, and I think, you know, stand guard, like we always say, at the door of your mind, because a lot of that negativity tries to get in. So, yeah. What, yeah, what exactly is Tara saying here? She says, you might die today. Well, correct. As we all might. Oh, she is right. Uh, or... Yep with a heart she, or I can enjoy the solid like sh this is getting really creepy on the text all right for the record I'd say so creepy. I like it yeah I don't know what's going on uh, the knock button is open if anyone would like to join us we got another four minutes here um, once again apologize about the uh, about the late start more fati as I would like to say um, we will love our fate in, uh, well, not in all of, right, it, not all to, of its form. Yeah. Not to merely bear what is necessary, but to love it. Yeah, not to bear what is necessary. Not to merely to bear love it. it. Yeah. But to love it. it you, know, you, know what's, you know what's the thing about that, though? Yeah, the, the problem with the Morfati, and it's, it's not the problem, it's just like, where where you you get the huge um, oh fuck like really is that like because people will say like look I've dealt with unthinkable tragedy in my life and, and you know how am I supposed to to love that how am I supposed to love my fate you know in that situation and the only thing that I could say to that and it, it and it it doesn't necessarily mean you have to love the event because you don't but what you what you can love is is that so long as you survive it and you're able to get through it and you're living past it, uh, then it strengthened you. And 
that's what that's that's the outlook I think that we have to take on these things is that you know we all have fucked up shit that happens to us in our life and and I don't I don't expect anybody to be oh I'm so you know uh, I I I'm so grateful for that happening uh no but I'm grateful for the the person that that it made me become uh because of it happening and I I think there's a, a big difference there I mean this isn't a uh you know, I, I don't know, the sicko sort of thing where, you know, you, you, you want all these things to, uh, <laughs> to over, to overwhelm your life or the lives of the people you love or anything else. But, you know, when you're able to get through the adversity, um, then you come out the other end, uh, a lot stronger person. And that's why, you know, I remember even, uh, in the effort list and in, in the opening chapter, I just recently talked about this um, somewhere else and might have been on here. But I said something along the lines of of that, you know, I'm thankful, like, for everyone in my life who's made my life difficult. Like, thank you for that. And I wasn't necessarily thanking them for, you know, all the bullshit that, you know, they, maybe I had to endure because of their actions uh, or anything else. But I, I, I was thankful uh, for the obstacle that was presented because – uh, when I look back on the things um, in the times of my life in which uh, I had to deal with, you know, adversity or heartbreak or anything else like that, you know, those were the those were the times that actually, you know, helped propel me and and and, and build me into the person. Um, you know, I'd say that I've become, but but the, you know, I'm I'm constantly striving to be. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I think you know to tell people to like. It's it's the interpretation is obviously you're not going to love these dark patches, these, you know, um, and, and even for anybody they go, oh, easy for you to say burns like, you know, but but everybody's life, no matter who you're looking at, is probably marred with some sort of darkness and malevolence and and and, you know, these. These moments of, of severe suffering that we have no idea about. So, you know, yeah, that's everybody. And I think when you get to the point of acceptance and then saying to yourself, pausing in the moment of the dark patch, just pausing and going, I wonder why this is happening for me. I wonder what it's trying to teach me. I wonder who I'm going to become on the other side of it and how am I going to use it for good? And I think that's the, the real thing about Amor Fati. It's not that you love these dark patches and these moments of severe suffering. It's that you can pause for a moment and say to yourself those inquiries. And I think that's the real magic of Amor Fati, you know, just putting perspective in a pause around moments of suffering in these intense dark patches that allow us to process and digest them and catalog them in our brains in a way that produce better outcomes. So, yeah, I, I think the question becomes, you know, is this happening to us or is this happening for us? Right. Right. And, and the funny thing is, is that it, it's all perspective. Everything that happens in our lives is either happening to us or it's happening for us. But this gorgeous, beautiful thing 
is that we're the ones that are able to decide if it's happening to us or for us. And from there, once we decide that ideally that it's happening for us and we take that mentality, then at that point, we're able to move onward, which has now become your new favorite word. And we're able to we're able to deal with whatever circumstances are presented to us. So when I look back on on today, um, you know, Kowalski, I like to think that this happened for us. And I don't know if it was for us to talk about Amor Fati uh, specifically today to all of a sudden bring to light uh, the proactive versus the reactive. Uh, because I, I think, you know, again, going back and breaking this thing down, like my, my reaction could have been to, to panic and, and this and that, or, you know, just to give up. But I, you know, the two of us stuck with it. I had you on FaceTime. That's the beauty of, of the daily hustle here because, you know, and I, I did think about this when you were right here and I had my phone and I had you right here and we're on FaceTime and I'm looking at this Brent, this blank screen that's just not working and you you started you started to um regale you started yeah but but you just started to talk about the connor's thing and i'm like dude this is pure man no one's watching no one's talking about anything like this is this is just the two of us you know having these convos and it's funny because these are the type of convos that we would have in you know base camp in arizona when we go down there and turn off technology for for a week and and go get lost in the mountains and you know in your case dehydrated and you know climb up the cookie <laughs> cabin on, on, once. On, the, on the bike <laughs> crush sodas and then get stuck up there because it's too cold to ride down and it's getting dark and then getting some like what are they those meat bags yeah they were giant industrial size uh meat freezer bags with zippers we paid a lady at the top of the mountain to take us home. She said, well, yeah, I could take you home, but you have to ride in the back of my truck. But don't worry. I have industrial grade freezer bags. I have one or I have two. We'll go out. You guys can climb inside and zip yourself up in them. So literally she had one giant industrial size uh, freezer bag. We climbed in it together. We zipped each other up. And then we giggled for probably 45 minutes as we drove down in five-degree weather in the back of some strange truck. Dude, didn't it feel like she was going 110 miles per hour down that hill? Do you remember how the, how the, the, the stars – and, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm down here in, in, in the concrete jungle. I don't see stars like that. I mean, it was as pure of a psychedelic vision that I've ever had. The way that she was doing 70 down those roads, and you just saw the stars. Just, I mean, it was extraordinary how the earth and the stars were moving. Man, it just makes you feel the real wonder and the magic of the world when I can see stars. That was a, a pretty special uh, downhill send. I think she was going faster than Bodie Miller down that snowy mountain. And, and that's the thing about it, because it was snowy. And when, you know, just to... Quickly sum up this story, and then we'll sum up this uh, Daily Hustle session. But basically, Kowalski and I went to the top, went to the cookie cabin. It was 15 degrees. When I say 15, like 1.5. 
and it was heating up to about 30. And we're like, oh, it'll heat up to 30. We'll be fine. <clears throat> At no point were we ever fine. Um, you know, from start to finish, we, we were fucking miserable. And then, so we finally do make it up to the cookie cabin and just grateful to get up there because what would happen, and this is climbing uphill, right? So we're, you know, it's totally exerting ourselves and our bodies should be warm. But I still have no idea how I was able to control the bike because I couldn't feel my hands. And so my, my hands are numb. And so I'm, I almost was moving the bike with my body because my hands were so, were so numb. And then we get to the cookie cabin, uh, it, which is just one of my favorite spots on earth. And we order these big pan cookies and a pizza and Cokes and everything. And we're looking at each other. We're like, dude, like, we can't get down. And so we were going to try to Uber, which wasn't an option. Uh, then it was like, dude, let's just start asking around. Like, is there any way you're going down the hill? And who was it? It was the owner of the cookie cabin. Was the one there that was, has there was no one up there, not uh, one person, not one car. We showed up to the cookie cabin, the entire thing, all the seating for anybody who knows the cookie cabin, all the seating, everything covered in snow. I mean, we walked in and they looked at us the same way that people looked at Snowshoe Thompson when he walked into an old saloon somewhere. It was. Yeah, it was about, I, I literally thought to myself, it's going to be really interesting holding my children without hands. Yeah. If Other your hands that? were cold, being born in the Sierra Nevada mountains, yeah. I'm from the flatland desert oasis where it goes with the hottest place in the world. But I was convinced my hands were done. They were coming off. But I made it. Thank God. Oh, what a memory. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really was. I mean, that that's it. You th talk about, like, we're very grateful for that ride down. I wonder if she was concerned at, at all, though, about our safety as we were in the bed of her truck uh, in, in meat no. freezer bags. She no, wasn't. You did. Like, you, you thought she might have taken it easy? You gave her an Uncle Ben's coffin uh, to, to send us down. Remember, you gave her an Uncle Ben. You said... Kowalski, here's an Uncle Ben. You go fucking get us a ride. And I just said, can you give us a ride? And she didn't want to take it, but she did take it. Then if you remember when we got down, her daughter's car battery was dead. So then we had to stay around while we jumped her daughter's car. Yeah. 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 Pretty fantastic. Uh, then I we got in the cab after, if you recall that, we got in the cab. Yeah. Why, after her why? daughter left. Because her daughter was in the front. And then when we jumped her daughter's car, her daughter left, and then we got in the cab. Oh, we got in the cab of the truck. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Not an actual yellow cab. No. I don't think those exist. Yeah, man. What, wow, what a wild uh, yeah. well, wild experience. More fatigue. We need to go visit the cookie cabin soon. Did another week free of uh it's firing it's firing i'd right say now. i'd say no tech but like you know what our, our week freeze are going to be now where we just run like a no filter show for a week right just yep. one constant no filter show that doesn't stop yeah just multiple cameras multiple angles you know yeah we're content we're content creators is what we do i'm thinking about wiring my entire home with cameras and just running a 24 7 live stream so 
See, the great thing is, is that like when you do it in this capacity, and I know you always say like you want to catch it Natch, as so long as the camera's always on, you're always gonna be Natch. You're not gonna you're not gonna play up to the camera. The problem is when we play up to the camera, and then the, all the bullshit happens. See, look, you and I were on FaceTime. We weren't playing any fucking cameras, and you're telling me a Jimmy Connor story, and then that prompted me to pull you up here, and now here we are at nine oh nine. I'm nine minutes late for my uh, snow sports sesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, what a uh, what a day! Thank you for everyone uh, joining and sticking around, and I apologize about the. Uh, about the 26 minute uh, sort of thing that, you know, whatever uh, held us back. But uh, David, I, I appreciate his patience. Of course, our head of product here at No Filter Network, who uh, somehow, some way, uh, maybe it's just his good vibes, uh, got us running. And Kowalski, why don't you uh, take us home on this beautiful uh, Wednesday, snowy, uh, I don't know. Whatever. And I, I want everyone to take a look at this, too. Oh, it's so cool. I love if, the, that. If, if, if this does not give you a reason to go out and charge a day, I don't know what will. Did you redo? How do you do? Yeah!